Whether you are a brand new camper or you've been with us for every season, welcome. We're so happy to have you. If you like what you hear, there's a lot you can do about it. You can leave us a review, you can tell a friend, you can become a patron, which is sliding scale, so you can access bonus stuff for as little as a dollar a month, or you can get some truly unique and badass merch at our Tee Public store. I design most of them based off of vintage travel t-shirts, and I wear them constantly. All right, that's enough out of folksy ad copy, Katie. I'm in the mood for a ghost story. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell you true, supposedly, scary stories. Uh, My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Campbell. I'm trying to manufacture a haunted house on Sims. (gasps) I built this amazing Tudor old home and it looks like it's like hundreds of years old. It does have a television, but, you know, they've got to have something to do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I made this family and they've all got like... Like, like turn of the century clothes and I'm trying to like create a sad backstory with them and like some they've got two live-in servants and two children and there's gonna be like hidden love and maybe some suicide maybe some murder and then I'm gonna have another family move in like 10 years later oh! in like the 1920s and have them dressed all 1920s and then experience the ghosts of the previous family that's amazing anything interesting going on in your real life no no (laughs) i've got a very diverting book club happening right now but aside from that it's yeah same old same old i mean i'm excited to be back in the swing of this it's nice tuning into more paranormal stuff oh absolutely get those dowsing rods to the to the ground and and listen Mm You ever, have you ever used, are, would you use dowsing no, rods? I would use them. I'm curious. I, I don't know how much I believe them, but I'm always here for paranormal stuff. Um, I heard a story once like a decade ago when I was uh, younger and more impressionable where <laughs> this, uh, this woman was a ghost hunter and she took her son with her ghost hunting this graveyard and he was using dowsing rods. And then after that, he had like a complete personality change and was like really dark and weird and spooky and they had to do a whole thing. <laughs> and so ever since then, I've been like, just like a little weirded out by dowsing rods. <laughs> and I'm like, that's they can, fair. They can bring home spirits. They funnel them into your body. <laughs> I mean, I feel like anytime you do anything and like open yourself up to ghosts, there's that possibility. Yeah, fair. But I bet if I just got dowsing rods, probably the worst thing that would happen is I find a well. Yeah. Or the worst thing that would happen is I don't. Honestly. <laughs> I don't find the water. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, my story today has nothing to do with dowsing rods, but a little bit with water. So I watched an episode of Paranormal State, (laughs) which was so intriguing. And I did a little bit of research on the main guy of this show, and I found some interesting information. So what do you know about Paranormal State? Paranormal State and I go way back. (laughs) Um, That is where I was first introduced to Chip Coffee. Yay! Psychic extraordinaire. We love Chip. Fabulous southerner. Um, 
he does have an amazing accent. He does. And so he was sort of, that's where I was first introduced to Chip. And I knew that it was like the paranormal group of Pennsylvania State. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also where like Katrina something got her start. She's mm-hmm. also, she's mm-hmm. she's a ghost show regular. Um, And the lead guy. Ryan Buell. 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 Ryan Buell is, I think I remember him being like half Italian, half maybe like Native American or something. I don't know why I know his ethnicity. And um, and that he had had some mental health problems and dr- addiction issues and yeah, that he yeah. had like sold tickets to some mm-hmm. paranormal like talk or like traveling mm-hmm. show and then never did the show and then kept all the money and then like uh, relapsed or something it's so, like very dark and it hit yeah. paranormal state is the origin of the joke that we say all the time which is when he was helping that woman who was supposedly possessed by the devil however it is likely she had mm-hmm. some mental uh, health mental issues, health issues. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, a, that's a rough that happens a lot um and uh he he orchestrated like a like a a worldwide like prayer like initiative oh. remember when he was like everyone tune in at like 7 p.m and like pray for the soul of this woman and then he was like if i can just give them one night one <laughs> night of peace and it's like oh my god you are the the paranormal world attracts some real like people some real traumatized folks who want to be saviors but yeah. actually who don't have no business. Who have no business saving anyone for any reason. So I'm going to get into, you know, pretty much like that's 100% accurate. There's a little more info on it. So the show started in 2007, student-led college club. They thought about calling it like Paranormal U, which I think would have been cooler. Mm-hmm. I feel like that makes it more clear that this is a bunch of college students. Yeah. So in 2016, Ryan was arrested for theft and theft of services. He did his tour, the Conversations with the Dead tour. He was selling tickets to that. And he would cancel dates and give off, give back no refunds. Mm. And he pissed off a lot of people doing that. He tried to get Chip Coffee on the tour. Mm-hmm. And they had sold like $80,000 worth of tickets at that point. Still with like no venues booked. And Chip was like, ah. So Chip did oh not join God. that tour. <laughs> misappropriation Um, of funds what a grift what a grift it's a common grift it It gets worse he claimed to have pancreatic cancer oh he even would go on like new shows and say i'm in remission it's been a year ryan and he would like twitch stream and do all these things and people would give him money (sighs) i don't think he ever had cancer no his mother made a public plea on social media asking people to stop sending him money and i took a couple quotes not even the full thing he is sick but not from cancer his family knows the real story you need to stop believing his lies and stop enabling him please please stop enabling a situation by sending him money and then in 2017 a year later he was jailed again for assault slash harassment of his boyfriend he admitted he was a drug addict fresh from rehab at that point um and i tried to see what the deal with was like what's going on with him now and it's he has an active website that is very lame he calls himself the fear doctor he posts short stories monthly 
I think he's kind of got his shit together a little more. He's just like maybe just a regular douchey paranormal guy at this point, but it seems like he's gone through some things. That is the best I could hope for him. That's yeah. that's really sad. Sounds like he needs, he needs a lot help. of help. Yeah. I'm glad he has, you know, a chip coffee in his corner. Hopefully Chip was there for him and gave him guidance. I just love Chip so much. He needs more than chip in his he needs more than a, yeah. a little chocolate chip and some coffee. He needs like a full treatment team. Yeah. <laughs> I would think. <laughs> So hopefully that's a little more sorted out. Um, <laughs> we wish you well. Uh, and this is how this fucking episode starts. That's hilarious. So the show started in 2007. The episode I pulled from is season two. So I don't know like what was going on in his life at this point. He was first arrested in 2016. So hopefully this is like before. I think he was in a relationship with uh, the... It doesn't matter. This is gossip. Let's get to the real stuff. The paranormal activity. (laughs) So last episode I did, I talked about myths and urban legends specific to Michigan. Right. And I I didn't want to leave Michigan without doing a ghost story. Yeah. So we're still in Michigan. This is a real weird episode it fell into my lap i started watching it because it was misnamed on sling and it kind of just ended up being perfect so it's a large crew of young people there's a tech specialist surge the interviewer is katrina documentate documentarian heather there's an occult specialist elfie <gasps> oh my Josh god i forgot about elfie <laughs> And then you've got a cult guest. specialist. <laughs> Elfie did not show up at all in this episode. I'm so sorry. But we did get guest Chad, who looks just like a Chad. He's like got a baseball cap backwards and his sunglasses forward on the front of the hat. Indoors. Oh so that's we've got Chad. We're going to be in Greyhaven Island in Michigan. Mm-hmm. The people living in this haunted house are Ken and his son, Nano. Ken is, like, typical older guy. He gives me a little bit of, like, kind of a weird, rich, has no business being rich, what did you do to get that rich kind of vibe to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't trust him. He's a little spooky. Nano has, like, an eyebrow piercing and, like, a swooped kind of haircut, but more of, like, the alt boy in 2009, more than, like, a preppy kind of look. Well, I don't think there's anything preppy about a... Oh, you mean a swoop haircut? Like, like we're not Justin Bieber. We're emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very that. It's like, he's not goth, but he's a little alt for... He's emo. He's seen. He's emo. Um, So they've owned the property, or his dad owned the property for a while. He was renting it out to some tenants. And two months before they came to look at the house was when he had actually moved in himself with his son. He's convinced that it's fully haunted and that whatever's there is severely negative. He hears doors opening and closing. He hears footsteps. He hears people talking and no one's ever there or it's just him and his son or just his son. Uh, And Ken's life is falling apart. He's blaming it on this house. He's in the midst of a lot of lawsuits, a lot of legal stuff going on. (laughs) And he believes that the land, the house is cursed. Oh, yeah. This land is truly sour. So is the house weird looking? Oh, my God. I'm I'm gonna get into how weird this house is. I've seen this. You probably have. It feels like 
I'm so sorry that this is now a Sims podcast, but <laughs> but but it feels like a strange town, like a house in strange town. Like it it's not traditional in any way. It yes. felt sort of like blocky and yeah, modern, but in like almost like a deserty way. Oh no! So let me get into it. So I also looked up the neighborhood, and it seems like most of the houses are in the same boat as this one. So this is a 5,000 square foot property. Uh-huh. It is, it is colonial, it's Spanish colonial style. Oh, that's, um, uh, Katie, yeah. you wonderful little memory, you. <laughs> I remembered it being deserty and feeling hot, but it's set in, it's in Michigan. It's but in they Michigan have this, and he's like on a lake, he's on a river. So they have this Spanish colonial in the middle of Michigan. Yeah, so it's this uber rich gated community everyone's got waterfront pretty much people have like marina docking sites on their property okay i found another house that was up for sale a couple years ago it seems like everybody can't keep the properties and they're selling them i feel like people who just got rich move here and then they can't hold on to the money or something this other property i was looking at that was for sale completely dilapidated falling apart selling it for over a million like way more than he paid for it because these people are wild but it had like stone dragons at the door and the inside was very english castle vibes wow so i love how just like vastly different these like ridiculous people with a lot of money make their homes in this neighborhood it's very like i'm in sims and i downloaded whatever i liked from the gallery i love the nouveau riche because they're just not hemmed in by anything like taste it's it's just like you know what i want to live in an opera set this yeah i don't care (laughs) I literally don't care. Make it like. happen. I want to be in a castle. <laughs> I love that. I want to be that. You may think I'm making fun of the nouveau riche, but then again, it's the riche that counts. <laughs> They're living their dreams. So for a brief period, it was a shining and beautiful moment for them <laughs> at that waterfront property in Michigan. <laughs> didn't really hype on a lot on the show that I think is very interesting is the history is kind of not 100% sure on this house specifically it seems like it was made in the early 1900s like 1910 1920 and it seems like most of the houses in this neighborhood were commissioned built bought by rich people that had a lot of ties to prohibition like one of the guys owned a lot of speedboats and they would have speakeasies in their home. A lot of like people using this water to secretly move booze into rich people's homes. I see. So I think there's a lot of room for some weird history there. That's just not documented that I know of. I love it. So they're going through the house with the team and they're talking about paranormal stuff that's happened to them in each room. So Nano was talking about how his friend Mike had spent the night once in that room and Mike felt and heard footsteps and no one was in the house but him and nano and he was so freaked out by this that he woke up and went upstairs and was like nano i don't i can't sleep here i don't know what's going on this is too scary so he went to sleep in a cot in nano's room 30 minutes later woke nano up again screaming because he had heard someone or something outside the bedroom door So Nano gets up, he opens the door, he's standing in the doorway, and he's freezing cold. He starts to feel like it's coming from in front of him, like the source of cold is right there with him. He feels unwanted and he feels watched. 
They also, downstairs, often hear knocking and voices. Ken said that he hears men having conversations in what sounds like English, but he can't quite make out what anybody's saying. And when he goes downstairs to check on it, it's spooky, creepy little stairwell downstairs, super tiny hallway that they've shown us. I mean, they barely show us any rooms in this house, even though it's like 5,000 square feet. It's got to be massive. There's a door right at the start of that hallway. They call it the boat well room. That's the room where it sounds like the talking is coming from. And when he would go down there, the talking would stop and the door would always be open, even though he knows he had closed it. Also, this boat well room, you just open this downstairs room and it's a little bit of space to walk. And then it's their like marina docking area. Like there's just so much water on the ground. That's so cool. <laughs> it's so weird. I love it. That's so there's like kind of a garage door that's open so they can like get to the water. Very spooky. Just like a hanging little chain there. Super creepy. And then the weirdest room. This is probably what you'll remember most from watching this. In the room next to them is the sex dungeon. Oh my god. I was literally <laughs> I was literally getting the word sex before yeah. you <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I'm a psychic right now, but I'm just like <laughs> psychically tuning into my memories of this <laughs> yeah. but i'm like is there a weird sex I'm thing with this picking house? up on sex vibes does that sound familiar to anybody yeah but i didn't want to say it because yeah. i'm like if i'm wrong and you're like uh no they have a swimming pool okay right so it's like a game room there's there's a pool table there's a dartboard sure and then <laughs> So he said that, like, I don't know why he allowed his tenants to do that. And they asked, why is your stuff, why is this, like, sex dungeon tools are still in this room? And they're like, why did you leave them? Like, they didn't say it, but, like, that's weird that you kept them. And they were like, I don't know. I guess the tenants didn't think I would be able to kick him out. Like, he was in legal dispute with them for nine months. So the sex, so it was a actual game room. Like, it was supposed to be a just a just your average non-sexual rumpus room. I think they brought their game room stuff into there. But there was leftover dungeon room. So there was, like, a Wheel of Fortune spinning wheel that had, like, very long involved sentences cut out on paper and taped to the wheel. There were, like, maybe, there were over a hundred things you could have landed on. And they were blurred. And they spun it. And I think they repeated the only thing they could on TV, which was, like, take your clothes off. Oh. And they also had... blur. (laughs) I don't know what the name of this is, but it's, like, a wooden X with ropes on the arms. So you kind of, like, a little bit, like, instead of a crucifixion, your hands are up a little closer to your head. You're just, like, on the X with it. And they left that. Ropes and everything. (laughs) Absolutely bonkers. I think that's weirder than the ghost. (laughs) I agree. They left this shit. Son, we're gonna make this sex dungeon a home. So these are the only rooms that they focus on in this episode is a sex dungeon, the (laughs) boat well room, the sex room, the boat room, and the empty furniture room. (sighs) And they're like, okay, that's like really weird that you're experiencing like super negative stuff from this. I wonder what the history of the land is. So they get they don't need to get the history of the land. Just get the history of the lease. I'm Look saying. at the motherfuckers who left the Catherine's wheel. <laughs> uh, maybe they dabble in a cult. The weirdest people are also the kinkiest. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. <laughs> Ken's giving off these. He's like certain something. There's a curse on the land. He feels like he's destined to be the caretaker, not the owner. He doesn't feel like it's his home. 
He's like, a lot of people that live in this neighborhood have similar experiences to me. Like, I'm cursed. It's not my fault I'm being sued. I'm cursed. Yeah, okay. So they get into the history with, like, the funnest looking historians ever. This guy's got, like, a... This, like, old white guy with a big old afro and a suit, and this just, like, casual woman. So the historians are saying that this neighborhood is considered sacred land, it's considered a cemetery, that there are bodies in the ground currently. We've got got ancient Indian burial ground. Of course we do. And the historian was like, I know of at least 30 experiences where every time a developer comes in to start working on the neighborhood... There's lawsuits and it just doesn't go through. I think it's the people that live there. <laughs> I think they're just cursed people. Yeah, it's but... like, have you seen the environmental impact report? Maybe maybe they shouldn't be building. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get, they're going to do a couple days of investigation in the house. Not Ryan in the sex dungeon doing an EVP sesh. Oh my God. <laughs> I've got to say they didn't make a, any inappropriate jokes. They were very professional. They honestly, I'm not even giving them credit because this guy is a lot. Well, but they're like was, they're like 19 year olds. They have the vibe kids. of like very respectful altar boys yeah, that agree to attend to your grandma's funeral Except as like Chad. their solemn duty. Some people are more <laughs> respectful as young children than they are as adults. And they, well, they very much, Paranormal State does have the altar boy solemnity of the young. Yeah. <laughs> Which is refreshing. <laughs> For the first night of investigation, it's dead time. It's past 1.30 in the morning or whatever. And they're all in different it's rooms of the house. <laughs> Don't they do that? They did. So they're all set up in their own rooms. Ryan is in the great room, that big living room down, or in the main room. Chad is in um, the bedroom upstairs where he, Nano, felt the cold energy in the doorway. They're cutting to footage of all of them asking for signs. Let me know if you're here. The tech center is in the house. It's in one of the guest rooms. And while they're, like, cutting to this footage of showing them all talking and not really getting a lot, they all at the same time hear this loud clang sound. Like, some sort of metal clanging. And you hear it on all of their audios at the same time. And they're super confused and no one knows, like, they never find out what the source of that sound is. And then right after that, Chad is quiet and trying to figure out where the source came from. And he hears someone talk. And you don't quite catch it when you're watching the episode. They might have turned it down for intrigue. But when they play it back, it's a very clear get out. And oh. it's not an EVP reading. It's, like, from his camera's microphone. Oh, wow. Cool. Very cool. So... Right around that time, Ryan is downstairs and he is in that big living room that has a very large opening into the dining room and he thinks that he sees something in the dining room. So he takes the camera, he walks in there, nothing's happening. So he starts to go back into that great room. He's asking again, if you're here, give me a sign, let me know. And as he, the minute he enters the room, all of the like lights, all of the wall lights, all the ceiling lights, everything starts to flicker at the same time. And then it dims, and then it returns to normal. And they try, like, turning the lights off for a while and leaving them on and seeing if they can recreate the flickering, and they can't. Mm -hmm. Very fun. Maybe this weird place is haunted. I, I love it. So the next day, they're reviewing whatever happened at the house. It seems like it was just the, the hearing the get out, the clang, and the lights flickering. And they're 
a little confused because they're they were their initial thoughts were oh it's like a native american haunting like it's the burial ground but he when they hear voices they're in english they sound like there's no like chanting they're they're the crew is not thinking that that's what's happening here mm-hmm. so they interview the last owner of the house paul who had the house from 01 to 07 and he's talking about his experiences in the house so the first night he couldn't sleep in the house he was with his wife he felt like he was getting tugged at like he had a really weird experience so he went into the living room and bargained with it. He was like, I know it's a ghost. If you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And they assumed that the ghost was the previous owner of the house. So they always referred to it as Hans. And it seems like he didn't have any crazy experiences. I think that once he like asserted his dominance, it, the presence was there, but it wasn't like negative or aggressive or anything. Mm. And the weirdest thing, the one of the... I think the first time he was taking out the trash at this house, he the trash can goes in the front, so he was like wheeling the trash can, and he saw something glimmering in the dirt in his yard, and he found a medal that said 1939 on one side and had a swastika on the other side. <gasps> so he's like, I just found like a, a Nazi war medal oh. in the ground, and I don't... It feels too good to be true. I don't know why someone would lie about that when they're not even the ones, like, he's not the owner of the home. I don't, no one would be proud. No one was going to buy, I don't know. Really weird shit. And they know that the previous owner was a German man named Hans. Oh, dear. (laughs) So it's starting to, okay, maybe we're shifting from Native American to German. Okay. Oh, what the fuck? The next thing they do is interview Hans's living relatives. Oh, God. (laughs) Where were you in 1939 Germany? What the fuck? So he's got Hans's granddaughter and his daughter-in-law, which are both like elderly women. Um, Judy is the daughter-in-law and she's the main one talking. He was a stern figure, but very loving and very much a fan of moderation. God, what a boring way to be described he always had the middle amount of everything (laughs) always just enough never too much (laughs) we called him goldilocks (laughs) and she he started to ask a question not pointing them in direction of is your grandfather a nazi but trying (laughs) to kind of get there so they asked if he was in the war and they said, no, no, he didn't fight in the war. Immediately. You're fast. not a no. veteran? Is he a veteran? Is he a U.S. citizen? I think there's some shit to unpack in that situation because they were very quick to say, Mm-mm. Well, you would just ask, when did your father, Im- when did your father-in-law immigrate to the United mm-hmm. States? And if they're like, um, he got a job with Volkswagen in 1946. I don't, I don't really know what the details on that are. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> But it'd be very easy to clear up if he was like, oh, no, he was here in, like, the 20s or something. Then it's like, yeah. The word on the street is he bought the home in 1942. And then he pulled out the medal <gasps> to show them oh, the medal. this does not have anything to do with him, that is so disrespectful. Oh, my God. Um, They didn't have anything to say about the medal. They were very <laughs> quiet. And how does this make you feel? 
Oh, so you know what a swastika looks like. You seem very confident. Yeah, you knew that very fast. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Where were you in 1942, Judy? Mm. That is your real name. Oh my god. So, the next investigation day, they've got Chip Coffee there. They've blindfolded him. They put him in a red blindfold. Very beautiful. And they walk him around the house blindfolded and just see what he picks up on with Ryan holding his hand the whole time. It's very cute. They start downstairs in the kitchen, which is gorgeous. This kitchen has these beautiful tile art pieces all over it. It's stunning. So they're just walking around and Chip immediately picks up on a man. He says he's not like a dictator. I don't get that vibe from him, but... He's not horrible, but he's very he's controlling. A dictator was he? The dictator? Hitler? <laughs> Here? <laughs> oh my God! They, <laughs> <Can you imagine? laughs> they find the, the sexual true ghost of Hitler. Oh my God! So a very controlling, not dictator, but very controlling man feels like an old German man, regardless of his Nazi status. Like this could be my grandpa. Could be my grandma. So next, they lead him into the boat well room, and immediately he like gulps. Chip does. He gulps. He curses. He's like, "Oh fuck!" That energy came back. So he doesn't. He does not like this man's energy. Something's kind of off about him. And Ryan asks him, "What does the man want?" And Chip responds, "He wants you out of his fucking house." Fucking Chip. He wants you out of his fucking house. Is what he said. I can just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so next they start leading him upstairs to take him to Nano's room. And as they're going upstairs, Ryan is very carefully guiding him up the stairs because of course he's still blindfolded and this is a little bit difficult. And they get to like the middle part of the stairs where it's like a square of not stairs and then it starts doing stairs again. Mm-hmm. And as they start a little going mini from landing. The, yeah, a little mini landing. As they're going from this landing to upstairs after a couple steps, Chip like falls forward. He's like, someone just pushed the fuck out of me. <laughs> and he's like Brian was like, Oh my god, what happened? Someone pushed you? Who pushed you? And, and Chip grabs his shoulder and he's like, Well if it wasn't you <laughs> It's like, better not have been you. He's so dramatic. Yeah, he, so he, he's getting like pushed away. They, I guess they don't find anything in Nano's room. So next they go to the sex club room. He asks him if he's picking up on any vibes, anything in this room. Oh, there's vibes. Nothing so far, but as they progress, I wrote, Chip said suddenly, sex. (laughs) He's like, okay, so you got sex. What, he was like, what kind of sex? Like, is it a, a loving marital, just normal? And he's oh like, my God. I just got the word sex. I don't. <laughs> and then Ryan leads Chip to feel the bondage thing, like the cross. I saw this literally a decade ago, and I remember. I remember this moment and being like, I, re- I feel like I remember seeing Chip, like, recoil from. He did instantly. He recoiled so fast. He screamed. He covered his face, which was already covered by a blindfold. He covered it, and then he dropped his hands in prayer form over his mouth, and he just stood there for a while. This house is evil. He said he feels sick, sad, and pain from touching this cross. We move on to day three of our investigation. So dramatic. Well, not really an investigation. They're just like, 
final walkthrough talking to the guy. They talk about the former tenants, how Ryan believes that these dark practices, <laughs> that whatever is going on is connected to these sex instruments. <laughs> he So what Ryan thinks is happening is it's not Native American. There's not a curse. They pretty much were like, I don't think this has anything to do with his legal stuff. They think that the tenants left sex stuff there. And Hans is pissed about it. Oh, that feels... I think it's just an old German man. This is his home. Get this sex shit out of my home. That feels like the most plausible one so far. Yeah. So they were like, I I think what you need to do is get rid of that stuff. Even if that has nothing to do with the ghosts. Get rid of those things. And state your ownership of the house to the house. Let Hans know you're the owner and you're going to respect him. If he leaves you alone... And things will probably still continue to happen, but they won't be negative if you get rid of that sex stuff because you're being really disrespectful. Also, incredibly disrespectful to the tenants. I feel like he's putting them on blast. The place looked clean. I don't know. I don't trust this landlord. I don't trust landlords. He lives there with his young son. Maybe clear out the sex dungeon. They showed a clip of father and son moving away the sex toy. Like they carried off the bondage thing. And I was like... (laughs) So they did a, they didn't do a follow-up follow-up, but they had a little snippet of the after effects. And it seems like some of his legal stuff got sorted and it's still haunted, but it's not nearly as negative or scary. Well, good. That's the haunted Michigan rich neighborhood. There was a lot going on in that episode. I can't, I can't believe (laughs) that they investigated like- the elderly relatives of a previous owner and were like are you a nazi yes or no like what the (laughs) fuck like that is so crazy imagine Mm -hmm. if someone did that to you and they were like how do you explain yourself and where were you during world war ii (laughs) (laughs) that house the house that they investigated is definitely haunted whether by ghosts or by freaky vibes i think we can feel sure that there's something wrong going on. <laughs> and especially like the neighborhood, the houses are so massive mm-hmm. and specific, but the area around it, like someone recently went and took a lot of pictures of the water and there's just a lot of trash and abandoned things and it's just falling apart. And also going into like a big mansion that doesn't have like stuff in it is already so off-putting. Yeah, that feels it's like it's so like weird. Recessionville. What a show. Not bad. 22 minutes, not too crazy. Of uh, They're not like hyping up stuff too much. But it was season two, so I don't know. Make it crazy. Just wait. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright guys, you know where to find us. Instagram, there'll be a link in our bio. Shoot us a review if you would be so kind. And you can email us your ghost stories at letters to camp at gmail.com. We so appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted McMansion things. <laughs> bye bye. <Bye-bye. Bye-bye. laughs>